0: Welcome, everyone. We're excited to share some country wisdom with you.
1: King Solomon had a thing or two to say about the path to wisdom. In Proverbs 4, he wrote, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet and all your ways will be sure.
0: Join us now for country wisdom.
1: You can imagine. (laughs) I know. I
0: was going to say you grew up in a caboose, but you really didn't grow up in a caboose. I didn't grow up in it. It
1: was in the backyard, and it was a good playhouse. That was from Southern Pacific. This, we're obviously in a completely different area of the country, but who hasn't heard of the Chattanooga Choo Choo?
0: Yeah, even if you've never heard of Glenn Miller, who made this famous. I thought it was the Andrews sisters. No. Well, (laughs) it was Glenn Miller who wrote it in 1945. Chattanooga shoot you.
1: How do you know all these things?
0: I don't know. Because you, you, know. yeah. oh, <laughs> you were there. <laughs> oh, no, I was not. Come on, get, get to the topic. Wouldn't wait. you
1: have loved to have been in this station <laughs> yeah. in its heyday?
0: It's incredible.
1: I mean, today, you've got some tourists around. Uh, we've got a lot of rain, which is probably why we don't have too many tourists. Yeah. Uh, but to have been here when this depot was just running over with people. You know, running back and forth, trying to find the right track, trying to find which train they wanted to be on, figuring out, you know, where do I go if I want to get to Philadelphia? And it, it occurred to me, though, you know, as much as I would have loved to have been back at the height of rail travel in the U.S., we're all traveling somewhere. And, uh, you might think, especially in this, you know, last year with pandemic craziness, that nothing in our lives was moving forward, but that's never true.
0: No, it really isn't. You know, you're, you're either going one way or another way. There's, there's no stopping in this life. And, and unfortunately, in fact, we're all heading not, toward, you know, <laughs> the end, we're all born with an incurable disease called death. That's where we all end up in this life.
1: And if you are not actively trying to stay on track, you will just slowly, yeah. or not so slowly in some cases, drift off. And all of a sudden, you're nowhere near your, your preferred destination.
0: Now, I know your desire, too, and it's my desire. I don't want to end up just with this life being it.
1: Oh, no. No, that would be, that's a horribly dark, dystopian vision, right, yeah, yeah. if this was all there
0: is. 70 years, maybe. That's it, you know. Now, some may get a little longer, some certainly less in the times in which we live, but God has another plan for us. Mm-hmm.
1: Always does, he's got the uh, yeah. ultimate destination in mind.
0: Now, I think about, you know, what's what's going on, and I listen, and I, I'm not pointing a finger at any particular preacher, but there's a lot of preachers out there that are saying things that aren't really good, aren't, aren't really oh, that's true.
1: true. I mean, way back in the early church, the apostles were warning about false prophets, false teachers. You have to be able to pick them out.
0: Let me read you a text. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Does that sound like the times in which we live? That
1: sounds like you're reading from the L.A. times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does. You know, it gets me so much... You hear these preachers today, you know, you just get here and get here, you know, it'll all be wonderful for you. And that really indicates it.
1: No. No. Scientists tell us that humans have four basic needs for survival. Food, water, air, and shelter. But beyond mere survival, we also need to know that someone cares about us. And there is someone who cares, someone who is always there. This little tract, Someone Cares About You, is full of Bible verses that will help you know just how much God cares for you. It's absolutely free. Just go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer number 123. Someone cares about you. I love this building.
0: (laughs) It's beautiful. Beautiful.
1: And imagine it filled with people all looking for their destination. They know where they want to go, so you're just looking for the big sign that would say, you know, Boston this way, Chicago that direction.
0: You I gotta tell you, I think you're Seeing and visualizing all the ladies in the, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, oh, man, all the dresses dress. in the Deep South.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. look better with a corset now too. <laughs> <laughs> but the advantage, the reason I mentioned those big signs, uh, if you were headed for Chicago you see the sign, this way to Chicago. And wouldn't it be nice if in real life you actually had signs, you know, popping up, going this way to the direction wherever it is you're wanting to go? Because I don't know about you, but I've made decisions in my life where at the time they seemed reasonable and I didn't realize where that either led or could easily have led.
0: I don't even want to talk about No, you've had,
1: you've had a, a lot more twists and turns than yeah. I have.
0: And, and, and all of those that were guided by me and my choices were all bad choices.
1: You I, know, earlier you were mentioning, though, that there are pastors, preachers, televangelists, whatever, who aren't leading their flock in the right direction. You, know, you wouldn't fine. think that, that would exist.
0: It's very interesting because the Bible also talks about... Uh, shepherds that are preaching to itching ears. In other words, to those, they want to hear certain things and they like and they glom onto those things. And today, it, it really bothers me. I'll hear some of the great preachers, I won't say where, or when, but, but they're talking about this tremendous prosperity. You give to God right now, brother, you know, I can feel it, I know that when you send in your $200 check, God's gonna bless, you know.
1: And of course, there have been scandals with uh, certain pastors who, Maybe shouldn't have had as much as they had. They were taking a bit more from the till than than they should have. Yeah,
0: and you really look at it, you talk about prosperity. They're the ones that really got the prosperity. But the okay. prosperity
1: gospel is actually a thing.
0: It yeah, is. And sometimes
1: it is. it's called the name it and claim it. Um, <laughs> I even saw some place where they refer to it as the blab it and grab it gospel. <laughs> but. There are a lot of people who really believe in that. And I can understand yeah. why, because on the surface, it seems reasonable. Doesn't God want us to be healthy and happy?
0: He does. Malachi talks about, you know, prove God. You know, that you give to God and he'll pour out a blessing. So there is truth to that. But you also look at, say, somebody like uh, Job. Job was an absolute man after God's own heart. It looked like Job did everything that God wanted, and God did bless that man in a mighty way. I mean, Houses and children, and the list went on and on. Probably the richest man in the whole realm. But then one day the devil came up and said, "Ain't the only reason he worships you is because all the stuff you've given him." And um, God says, "Well, you know, go ahead, see what you can do. He's faithful to me." And so God knew the heart of that man is why He knew He could trust Him with the stuff. <laughs>
1: and, because He could trust Him even without the stuff.
0: Yeah, and and that proved out. We know that in the story in Job that, that uh, the devil came in, wiped out everything, took everything in his life except his wife, which was kind of interesting because she'd had so many problems through all this too, and she said, now why don't you just curse God and die? You know, let's just get it over with, you know? I, she like, was clearly depressed. Oh, well, totally depressed. And, and, you know, who wouldn't be? I mean... No, I know, can relate. Joke was pretty depressed too. He called out to God, and for 37 chapters, God didn't say a word. Not a word, you know, just let him go on here and see how he does. And his buddies came to him and said, It's because you did something against God. That's why all this trouble's going on.
1: That was the prevailing feeling. Yeah. That if you were doing well, clearly God loved you. And if you weren't doing well, well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But it it absolutely, there's no such thing in the Bible that talks about, you know, you give this to God, this money to God, or this thing to God, and He will reciprocate. It just doesn't work like that. God wants to trust you first with taking His life into you, and then He like well, now maybe I'll bless you in a certain way.
1: I saw something once that, I think it was probably a T-shirt, and it said, you know, Dear Lord, please let me win the lottery so I can prove to you that it won't change me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we laughed yeah. at that. But obviously, I think for most people, what Scripture actually teaches is that wealth won't necessarily get you where you want to go. In fact, it, it can lead you right off
0: track. Yeah. Look at Solomon.
1: There's a good example. I mean,
0: Solomon, tremendous. His his relationship with God just seemed rock solid. And God says, what do you want? I just want more of your spirit, Lord. And so God gives him more of the spirit. And God says, and because that's what you asked for, I will just pour out.
1: You get all the rest on top of it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, wisdom and riches. And so you follow the rest of the man's life. And what do you see?
1: He got off track.
0: Totally off track, yeah down and down and down and down and you get to the final chapters when he looks at all the stuff and I mean this man, you talk about the wealth and the gold mines and the a thousand concubines, you know, all these things you know and, and castles and wealth and he gets to the end and he said vanity, vanity, all is vanity. None of it meant anything to him. None of it meant a thing. He, he almost lost his own way uh, because of all the riches. He, right. It took his focus off of God.
1: Um, I think Christ said something about um, a rich man having a little difficulty, yeah, maybe getting yeah. in the
0: kingdom. You know, than a camel going through eye of a needle. Now the needle was up in the top above the gates uh, there right. in Jerusalem. It's when like, I
1: was a kid, I thought, oh, it's like my grandmother's sewing needle, you know, yeah, because she yeah. made all of my clothes. But that's actually not what the eye of the needle referred yeah, to. And,
0: and it's going to be a little difficult to get a camel up there in the first place. Even if you could fit it through that narrow <laughs> right. spot, if he was on a diet, right. you
1: know. But it also says that even the disciples had a little trouble. It was like, yeah. well, if a rich man can't get in heaven, how do any of us have a have a hope? Because they were in that mindset that wealth, prosperity, equal God's love. Yeah. You were okay with God. Yeah. And it's so often the absolute opposite. Uh, because truly, if... What's known as the prosperity gospel—not just good Christian people that have been blessed. There is nothing wrong, per se, with owning a lot, with having a lovely house. But if that really were the measure of your Christianity, um, then God has a lot of explaining to do to His disciples.
0: Yeah, I think here in the South, it's splaining, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of splaining to <laughs> yeah, do. <laughs> yeah,
0: But uh, whatever way, it all totally works, you know that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think back and I want to say that the preachers that are doing the prosperity gospel, they they may totally believe what they're saying, but I think we get hooked into, especially ministries, you know, we have a ministry. We we need funding. I mean, it doesn't operate without funds. But you you put the cart before the horse, you forget that the first thing we're supposed to talk about is the gospel of Jesus Christ and how your life can change with Him in it. These guys kind of get off that track and they put the money out there first. and.
1: I think another thing that uh, is a red flag to me is the thought uh, back to the the name it and claim it type of gospel because there are so many people who buy into that. If I pray right, if I say the right words, if I believe hard enough, God has to give me what I've just claimed. And in a very subtle way, or sometimes even not so subtle, what you're doing is saying god has to do what i want yes, it's like we have it. a contract i've done this so god will do this
0: yeah.
1: and that sort of makes you bossing god around uh, for one thing i don't trust myself enough to know whether if the things i want are actually good for me or not yeah. you yeah. know i'm often telling god god i really need this i really need this thing you've got to do this you've got and in the back of my brain is that little part going, yeah, but thy will be done. But that's it's kind of through clenched teeth, you know. <laughs> through clenched oh, teeth. Yeah, I know, it's yeah. gotta be your will, but.
0: Did it ever scare you once in a while, you know? You know you should pray this certain prayer about God, take my life, do whatever you want with yeah. me. It's a scary prayer.
1: It is. Yeah. And then I think, why should that be scary? What does that say about my relationship with God that I'm afraid of what he might do? Yeah,
0: yeah. I've got Find another text here for you. I wanted to read. I was thinking about it, and you uh, know, in Isaiah in chapter two, verse three, last part. He says, "And he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths, so or on the right tracks." You know, he and he's got apparently more than one path. Why? Because there's more than one personality. You know, your path is not necessarily my path, or Terry's, or Earl's, or anybody else's. We know in our team here, we've all got different paths, but God wants to lead us. He says and uh, let us then therefore walk in the light of the Lord. Pretty And it reminds me of course of
1: what is the light to our path. Uh, The psalmist says, thy word is a light. If you are really following this, you don't have to worry about getting off track, ending up in a destination that you didn't want to go to. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. God wants to guide every one of us and he looks in our hearts, he looks in our lives, he looks all the way down the end of the track Because there is, as we said, you know, there is an end in this life. And He will guide us to the perfect ending in this life and the journey along the way.
1: Right. Whether it looks like that was the track we wanted or not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Speaking of tracks, I want to show you another area. Sure. Hey, Janice, how are you doing?
1: Hey, you wrote another book.
0: I did. had a burden on my heart, and God helped me get it done.
1: So, the plan of love...
0: What's it about? Well, it's really about God in eternity, saw everything that was going to happen here, and His amazing love, He says, I'm going to take care of the problems, I'm going to take care of the situation by giving my own life. He did all that, but we've been lied to so much, we don't see what God has planned for us, what God is doing for us. matter of fact, the angel came down to Mary and said, You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from From their their sins. sins. Notice it wasn't in, but from. Where can people get the book? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Folks, if you'd like your own personal copy, log on to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org. And please, if you would, send us a donation of $12. Or more. Or more. And uh, we'll get you the book, and I'll be happy to sign it for you, too. Thank you so much. Notice all the lines, all the trains. Yeah. There are a lot of tracks,
1: which reminds me of something you said inside about God taking all of us maybe on a slightly different track. Yeah. But we're all going to the same destination. And because there isn't, maybe I should back up a lot of people, even Christians, think that there are a lot of ways and they're all leading to the same place. But that's not true. Scripture tells us there's one one track, uh, one path. And so whatever track you're on it, it better be headed for that path.
0: Well, maybe I, I was just kind of thinking, and you say, you know, tracks come from everywhere. I was on a track, you were, we all were. But then God grabs a hold of it and said, this is the track I want you on. It's leading to Jesus Christ. When you get to this point, then I'm going to take you on an amazing journey. And each journey may be on a different track, but that's in Jesus Christ. He's, there isn't any other way. And it just okay. isn't going to happen.
1: And it reminds me, I, I thought of Paul. Uh, I used to have a real love-hate relationship with Paul. And in fact, I still kind of do. There's some of the things he says, that when I meet him in heaven, it's you know, he, gonna be, <laughs> couldn't you have worded that a little differently? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But there are, there's one time in particular, especially in reference to prosperity gospel and is God going to just bless you with big homes and luxury items and the vacation of your dreams, and that'll show how much favor you have with Him? Because He said that He's been there. He's, he's yeah. been in a, in a place yeah. of prosperity. He's been the opposite. Uh, he's been poor. He's been, you know, cold. He's been burning hot. He's been sick. He's been well. And what he says about it was, in all things, he'd learned to be content. It wasn't his goal to be prosperous, to be physically and financially prosperous. But it's also interesting that he said he had learned to be content. Yeah,
0: all and took him on that daily journey. Right. You, you said one thing I was flashing around. Thought, it's interesting. Jesus said, the poor you always have with you. AND I'M THINKING, WELL, not THERE ANY THOSE THAT FOLLOWED JESUS AND THE POOR? WELL, CERTAINLY THERE WERE, THEY JUST, GOD NEVER PROSPERED THEM FOR WHATEVER REASON BECAUSE HE SAW THE END FROM THE BEGINNING. Mm -hmm.
1: AND YOUR CONDITIONS HERE ON EARTH AREN'T THE MOST IMPORTANT THING. AND IT'S CERTAINLY NOT A JUDGMENT ON WHETHER OR NOT YOU'RE IN FAVOR WITH GOD AT THE MOMENT.
0: i GOT TO TELL YOU, YOU REMEMBER THE the STORY OF THE the GUY, uh, you know he wants all of his gold buried with him so he buries all the gold gets to heaven and, and he gets up there and and saint peter said what did you bring all those paving stones with before you know
1: <laughs> it puts it in the right perspective,
0: the right perspective yeah. yeah
1: um it also made me think of the price is right
0: the price is right
1: yeah you've got it you know the price is right
0: The game show? Uh, I do, I do. But what does that have to do with our episode here?
1: Well, my mother always watched it. I watched it growing up as a girl. Didn't watch it, I think, from the time of high school on because, you know, I wasn't at home that much. But I knew of the show, but hadn't thought of it in years. And my best friend, Mary, one day comes in and she goes, I want to go to The Price is Right. I want to see how it's filmed. I want to try to get on it, you know? 'Cause I think I'd be good at it. I've always watched it. And you know Mary. Mary's, you know, like a, a Labrador poodle mix. She's, you know and he, she I gets don't excited go about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
1: a, it's a good thing. Okay, okay. It's a good thing. And so she goes, You wanna go with me? And I knew what the show was. As I said, I hadn't thought about it in years. But I thought, yeah, I'll get out of town with you, that'll be fun. We'll go on a little road trip to Southern California. And we had a third friend with us too. All the way down, they're talking about, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if we got on stage? And Mary's ready. It's like, I hope we play Plinko. And I'm like, I didn't remember Plinko. Plinko? I don't know (laughs) if that wasn't a game that they showed in my mother's era, but she was explaining what Plinko was. You had the highest chance of winning cash, you know, like thousands of dollars. And so she was hoping that she'd get on stage and she'd get Plinko. And I mean, she's already planning what she's gonna do with the money. <laughs> and I tend to be more pessimistic. Uh, I like to view it as being realistic. And so all the way to Southern California, I'm going, look guys, there are what? Three, 400 people in the audience. How many get called up during the course of a, of a game? What are your odds? Let's just enjoy watching the show, seeing how a Hollywood you know, show is filmed. Well, you get there really early, and you get to know the people around you. Yeah. And I had this young man who's going, yeah, I'm hoping to win a car. And I remember telling him, he said, what do, you, what do you want to win? And I said, you know, actually, I'm good. God has been very good to me. I can't think of anything that I need. I'm just here for fun. I ended up winning the Showcase Showdown at the end. But it blessed our church because the grand piano I won is still yeah. there at church. Uh, The furniture I won went to our pastor, uh, who was building his own house and you know was on a budget. And
0: and pastors in your denomination don't have much money.
1: Uh, No, they're not known for being wealthy. And and I have to admit, I kept the wall-to-wall carpeting, but we did need that. But I had so much fun giving away the things that I'd won on stage and, and in my game. And I just felt like that was a bonus, that at least for that moment, I was content. I'm not always. And because of that, I, I got this extra blessing.
0: Praise the Lord! You see, God does want to bless us. He does want to pour out blessings upon us. It, throughout Scripture, He says that. And so, here's the interesting situation: is He said, "Look, I want to cause you to ride on the high, highest mountains." You know, that is God's desire. But He's got to trust us for Your
1: goal has to be being right with God. That's right. Not being That's wealthy. That's right.
0: Hey, Janice, how are you doing?
1: Hey, you wrote another book.
0: I did, had a burden on my heart, and God helped me get it done.
1: So, The Plan of Love,
0: what's it about? Well, it's really about God in eternity, saw everything that was going to happen here, and his amazing love, he says, I'm going to take care of the problems, I'm going to take care of the situation by giving my own life. He did all that. But we've been lied to so much, we don't see what God has planned for us, what God is doing for us. Matter of fact, the angel came down to Mary and said, "Uh, You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from from their their sins. Notice it wasn't in, but from. Where can people get the book? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Folks, if you'd like your own personal copy, log on to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org. And oh, please, if you would, send us a donation of $12. Or more. Or more and uh, we'll get you the book, and I'll be happy to sign it for you, too. Thank you so much.
1: Scientists tell us that humans have four basic needs for survival, food, water, air, and shelter. But beyond mere survival, we also need to know that someone cares about us, and there is someone who cares, someone who is always there. This little track. Someone Cares About You is full of Bible verses that will help you know just how much God cares for you. It's absolutely free. Just go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer number 123, Someone Cares About You. In this world, we have so many tracks to choose from. I mean, we've got tracks all over that the choices are mind boggling, but they're not all headed the same direction. They're not all headed the right direction. And it can be so hard without these clear signs going, this one is leading the right way, this one is not. How do you make sure that
0: you are on the right track? Well, first of all, the thing is the Bible talks about Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the door, he's the light, he's the way, he's the truth. He doesn't say he'll lead us to it, he says he is. So when we seek Jesus, we have it all. And the key is we've got to get into scripture, there's just no doubt about it. Prosperity gospel, the Lord says in a paraphrase, kind of my paraphrase of King James, the whole world is seeking after these things. He said, don't seek after those things. Listen to what he says in Matthew chapter six, verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness his righteousness, his life, and all these things will be added to you. I'll, I'll give you everything else if you seek me first, you know. Then he says, listen to this, take therefore no thought. How much thought? None. Not a bit. No thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient then is the evil for today. In other words, we've got to battle evil today. And folks, I want to ask you, basically, who is the engineer of your train? Who's the engineer? I." A lady wrote an interesting idea and thought one time she said she saw the whole world speeding on train. It was heading toward destruction. And she, she asked, she found the conductor and said, you know, what's going on here? The conductor was the devil. And the devil kind of laughed and said, you know, hey, relax here. Just take it easy. Friends, which train are you on? Who's leading the train? Who's guiding the train? Our only directions for which track to get on, what direction to get on, and who's the the engineer is the Bible. So I, I bid you choose today Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus. It's really simple. Right now, wherever you are, simply reach up and say, Lord, help me. I, I want to choose you today, Lord, you guide my life. And as you said, Janice 110, that can be a scary thing, but God will get you through I don't it.
1: like giving up control, which yeah. is ridiculous because it's not like all the things I've had control of have always turned out really perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In fact, most of the time I'm, you know, clinging to control and you think, why?
0: Exactly, folks, Bible says, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Choose you this day who's the engineer of your train. Thank you for watching. Join us again for another exciting Country Wisdom.
1: See you next time.